NFL Week 3 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Our player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest graded players from week three and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week four. Welcome in the PFF betting podcast that you have been waiting for. We have George Shahiri, the prop king, making his triumphant return to the PFF betting podcast. And we are back to bring you some prop winners from PFF's betting tools. But first, we got to talk a little bit about the Circa Sports Millionaire Contest. I know we don't have uh, consensus picks out yet, but George, I still want to get your thoughts on not only your five selections, but also what you think are going to be uh, the most popular spread picks here coming up for week. Well, thank you for having me back. Um, I was out. I was not. I was not uh, COVID related. Um, for everyone that reached out and was very concerned, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. This week, I kind of had a hard time. I, I think I've. We've generally done a decent job of figuring out at least a majority of the um, of the consensus picks. And I think this week is a little bit trickier. I'll give you a couple that I think make a lot of sense. Um, we took uh, the Colts, the Colts plus seven, getting a full seven in Buffalo against the Bills. I, I would not be surprised to see this be a popular pick just because two teams that are both good, you know, and I, I think... Like you look at the top five, you know, the top tier teams in the NFL, you're seeing them get beat, you know, every other week. So I think it's just a little ridiculous to have two good teams separated by a full touchdown. Um, so that's one that I could see as well. Uh, I also think because of the Cardinals information, so Hopkins being out, he was ruled out before the deadline to submit picks. I think that would lead you to believe, like, if Kyler plays and they don't have D Hop and it's Kyler coming off two weeks you know, where he didn't play, like you probably still don't mind having the Seahawks plus two. And if Kyler doesn't play and it's Colt McCoy, you very much like having um, the Seahawks plus two. I also am going to be really interested about Cowboys Chiefs. So it's Chiefs minus two and a half. So you get the, you know, you get the three there with the Chiefs. I don't know that the Circa contest is going to be as in love with the Cowboys as the public might be. And no, no Amari Cooper, um, Tyron Smith, you know, banged up. Like, I could see the Chiefs after that dominant performance against the Raiders also being a popular pick. Um, but again, I had some trouble with these. What what else did you think um, makes sense? So I think Green Bay Minnesota is a really interesting matchup. I I've kind of liked Green Bay all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spread has basically moved against me in that direction. Obviously, going from you know two and a half down to one uh, isn't like a huge move from a probability standpoint. But I still think Minnesota. At one and a half, now that it is, you know, consensus down to one might be a popular play, but I do think mm-hmm. that game uh, is going to be just like a popular selection in general. I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, both sides are going to be in the top five, but I definitely expect one of those two uh, to fall in there. Then I also think Cincinnati, uh, mm-hmm. you know, minus one basically on the road against Las Vegas. I kind of see, you know, people trying to potentially bury the Raiders just a little bit here. I think that's probably the correct side, so I do think. Uh, okay. Cincinnati and Minnesota probably are the ones that I think are at least going to be top five most popular. That, that makes me excited because we took the Raiders 
okay, uh, and okay. the Packers. <laughs> um, my couple of couple of hypotheses right here. The first is um, Aaron Rodgers owns the Minnesota Vikings right. and Kirk Cousins. Right. Right. They have the lowest coverage grade in the NFL. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. Um, that's bad news, Bears. And the Raiders got dominated by the Chiefs. But if you go back and you watch that game again, and you look at the Deshaun Jackson, which should have been a touchdown, ended up being a fumble. And then you think about the fact that the Raiders played stubbornly cover three literally the entire game, which is the one coverage that the the Chiefs can torch, right? They've been really struggling against man-to-man, some of those, you know, drop eight, two high safety shells. The Raiders, I think, will have a little bit of an easier time against the Bengals. I'm not saying that the Bengals are a bad team, but it's they're not the Chiefs. Um, let me give you a, the uh, others that we that we went with. Took the Ravens minus four and a half. I believe Lamar Jackson is going to play. I believe Hollywood Brown is going to play. I believe that blitzing defense is going to cause um, Justin Fields some issues. That was Justin Fields' bugaboo in college. When blitzed, he had a longer average time to throw than when he was not blitzed. He struggled to pick those up. That's like the one area. I think that the, the Ravens will capitalize on that in Chicago, uh, minus four and a half. Um, and then the, the Dolphins minus three against Joe Flacco. I don't really need to say more than that. Much more um, than that. <laughs> but uh, I, I also, one more, I'll throw one more out there that I think could be a popular choice, a consensus pick. And that would be the Niners minus six and a half against Jacksonville. Um, I think this is one of the situations where people go, oh, Jacksonville is just, they're bad. It's less than a touchdown, and the Niners are good. You know, the Niners just beat right. the, the Rams. Look, In prime time. I, I've talked about this. I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I am reticent to buy teams at the top of the market that are average after a good win um, and nervous about fading good teams after a bad loss. I just feel like right. every single week we've seen, oh, the, the Broncos are back, or oh, you know, the Cowboys stink, and then like, you know, just completely flip-flops. Yeah, it takes one week to basically kind of reestablish where those teams are actually at. So I definitely agree with you. I do think, um, you know, San Francisco minus six and a half is just, I, I actually lean towards Jacksonville a little bit. A little bit. I have bet Jacksonville already. Uh, the one that, I don't know if it necessarily makes me nervous. I do agree, you know, with you with Baltimore. Do you think the only reason that that line's basically moved in Chicago's direction is because of the uh, Lamar Jackson situation? Or is that just a spot where people... Um, you know, obviously Ravens coming off a poor performance mm-hmm. aren't really buying into them as much as they were. What do you kind of make of that actual line movement? I think movement it has to matchup? be. It has to be Lamar Jackson. I, right. I don't see what else there would is. move that line. I mean, I am excited to take the Ravens after a really poor performance on extra rest. I mean, they right. they were atrocious against Miami. Um, you know, not this past Thursday, but two Thursdays ago, and. Like I, I believe in John Harbaugh <laughs> in that situation, getting his team ready to play. So right. I don't think Lamar Jackson is missing this game, and that that has to be, in my opinion, why. Like the Bears are also coming off of a bye, so they're getting an extra what four days rest, as yep. opposed to an extra seven days rest. Normally, I think Eric brought that up on the forecast this week, um, and so it's not quite as big of an advantage there. And then plus you have the difference between. What in God's name is Matt Nagy doing on a bye week with right, Justin Fields? Right. I mean, like, are they watching Mitch Trubisky tape? That's, I, I don't yeah, know. that's that's enough to sp- like put any man in a nightmare right now trying to think about what they are actually doing. But you know, I, I actually do. I do like um, I do like the Baltimore play a little bit there, I, and I do think you know people 
seem to have already forgotten about Miami's performance on Thursday night against Baltimore, right? Like they kind of want to bury Baltimore for it, but not really give any credit to the Dolphins. So, uh, you know, minus three for Miami, I do think is, you know, a smash play right here. So I think uh, fading Joe Flacco, I know he has popular narrative street, but I just think uh, the Dolphins are the correct play for sure. But we will see. So I like I like those five picks quite a bit. I think we're going to, I think you're going to have a pretty solid week to say the least. I know I've said that before. Appreciate it hasn't necessarily come into fruition, but kiss of death now he's going one and four people i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm never going to say that again if that happens so we will see let's move on let's talk player props right let's i mean do it. let's give the people what they want uh i know i've already locked in quite a few bets i have a couple articles out there check out pff.com if you want to get you know some late week betting action oh george and eric already given you another enough closing line value with their early spread picks so if you are uh late to the party a little bit make sure you check out pff.com slash betting got a lot of great content up there for you uh, guys, let's see what do what are what is really jumping out to you in the player prop market using you know that PFF best bets tool uh, that we have available for everybody, George. Yeah, let's take a look here. So as we talk about, I think every week there's a ton of value on betting some unders, um, and I'll give you one under that. Look, it's never it's never comfortable, never comfortable, but um, I think you're getting some value here. And this is a couple of running backs under receptions props. Um, A.J. Dillon, under three and a half receptions, plus 121. don't think they'll need to throw to A.J. Dillon a ton in this game, to be honest with you. I think they'll be able to throw to any of their receivers anytime they want. And I think they'll be able to run A.J. Dillon anytime they want. Um, so plus 121, um, you just have to bet, uh, bet $100, win $121. We have um, that as a... Uh, let me get this number right. We have that happening um, uh, 64.6% of the time, and break even is just 45%. So, about a 19% edge on betting the under there. And then uh, another guy, Leonard, Leonard Fournette, they're 11.5 point favorites on Monday night against the Giants. His receptions prop is at 3.5. Under is plus 124. Again, I, the huge favorite. I do not foresee them needing to throw the ball to Leonard Fournette four times. Um, and if they throw it four times, he might drop one. Again, we have about a 17% edge. We think that's happening. About He's going under that about 62% of the time. And at that um, payback of bet 100 to win 124, just need to win that bet about 45% of the time. So pretty solid edge yeah, there. I agree with you. Right? I, am, I am already going to steal that one from you for Leonard Fournette. I'm going to write that up in the Monday night uh, preview I have to do it, right? I mean, Let's that's go. just too good to be true. He did have eight catches in week 10 against Washington, but I just agree with you. There's no way, given the positive expected game script, that he's going to go over, you know, three, three and a half receptions. So I like that one quite a bit. A couple that I also like, uh, brought up this under on VEASAN early in the week, Brian Edwards, under 41.5 receiving yards. Obviously has been a little bit more boomer bust, 16.6 average depth of target. I think that's like the third highest among wide receivers with at least 25 targets. He, you know, mm. he needs to hit that long shot. I don't necessarily see it happening. Um, I know we've had, you know, a solid feature piece on Jesse Bates the third. He hasn't graded out really well for us in 2021. Uh, the expectation based on that article is he kind of returns to that 2024. And if he does, I do think Edwards is going to have a really difficult time actually connecting with Derek Carr. So I like him to go under. Uh, I initially wrote it up at 46 and a half receiving yards, all the way down to 41 and a half now. I still don't mind that play quite a bit. Uh, and then. Kind of going back to it, and I know we talked about 
uh, what Matt Nagy is cooking up for Just, Justin Fields. I'm nervous about it. I'm nervous about the Ravens' pass rush as well. I'm nervous about, you know, <laughs> Justin Fields maybe looking like a little bit of a deer in the headlights, not necessarily sure how to handle some of that pressure. So I don't think that he's going to get off 28.5 pass attempts, minus 118 price. I think he's probably going to take a couple sacks. He's also going to scramble a decent amount of the time. I do think he has the highest a scramble per dropback ratio of any quarterback in the NFL. That's obvious. That's kind of how he's handling this pressure. So I do think if he tucks and run one one or two more times than we expect, he's going to fall well short of that pass attempt number. So I like that one quite a bit. What what else do you yes. got for me? I got one special one for you here. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet on of $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs for all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, mid $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That, that's a good one. I, I, I looked at that one a bunch, um, and I'm glad you brought it up uh, because it it needs to be if you're betting player props this week that needs to be one that you're betting um you look at Justin Fields completions over the last um 5 games 12 16 22 19 17 um this is uh, this is a, a as good of a bet i think as you'll find out there um here's my favorite uh my favorite prop of of the week before we get to the the um the, the quarterback rushing props. Aaron Rodgers over two and a half passing touchdowns plus like 150 plus 160. So you bet 100, win 150. Um, that is a incredible deal for a guy as good as Aaron Rodgers is. I mentioned the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings have the lowest team coverage grade in the NFL. It's not, not great. And um, Aaron Rodgers, even though they won last week against the Seahawks, did not throw a single touchdown. So um, you're getting uh, over two and a half. Break-even percentage there at plus 153 is just 40%. So you just need to win this bet 40% of the time for it to be a plus expected value bet. We have this happening about 54% of the time. That's a most, uh, about a 15% edge. Love that one. There we A-Rod. go. We are all, all in way, on baby. the Packers this week, and that was the PFF forecast lock of the week. Make sure you check out that episode. But I feel good about I feel good about the Packers. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm obviously going to say that every single time they face off against the Vikings, but they are uh, the biggest decision right. of my betting portfolio this week, and I definitely feel uh, very confident in that. And if you you know if you want to get that plus price, I do think uh, Aaron Rodgers over 2.5 passing touchdowns may be an even better approach to betting it than than them on the game spread. So we'll see. Uh, one that I really like, and then one that I want to get your thoughts on here. So Tyreek Hill over 6.5 receptions, a little bit high juice price, but he has. Over 50% of his targets this year have come within nine yards of the line of scrimmage. Has been, you know, kind of that preferred screen target in this Chiefs offense. I know 
you know, Travis Kelsey took over that a little bit more last week against Max Crosby, kind of getting that chip uh, and then going out in that short route. But I do think they're going to see, you know, Tyreek Hill mm -hmm. probably uh, continue on in that role. He's also going to get some shots deep, everything else. I do expect this game to be, you know, a little bit of a shootout, not too much uh, defense being played in this one. So I do think him going over 6.5 receptions, even at the high juice, uh, is a great play here. And then this one I kind of want to get your thoughts on, right? So Debo Samuel, I know we talked about him back and forth. 49ers wide receiver. He had five rush attempts last week, got involved in a number of different areas, lined up in the backfield a few different times. Mm -hmm. No Elijah Mitchell. Not quite sure exactly how that 49ers backfield is going to you know, rotate, who's going to be involved necessarily all the time. So I do like him over 5.5 rushing yards. What do you think about uh, that particular player prop here? Yeah, I, it's interesting. I saw the Debo in the backfield thing as a, we're playing the Rams. Yeah. It's a big game. We need to put our ball in our playmakers' hands. In Jacksonville, it's not quite that big. You know, you know. So five and a half is a low number for a guy. Like I still would expect Debo to get mm -hmm. one to two carries at least. Um, I do think that Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to have an incredible game. <laughs> like I picked him up immediately. I put him in my lineup. I'm excited about it. Um, like I, you know. It, it makes all the sense in the world. So I'm still there over five and a half because I think Debo is just that good. And if he right, gets one carry, right, you're probably right, getting over there. it. So I will, I will ride with you on that. Are you ready for... Okay, oh, actually, let's hear throw one, one more in here. Um, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard under eight and a half carries in a game right. that I think will be very close. Um, I'm not sure that running the ball is going to be the number one priority for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think if they run it, it's probably exactly. not going to be Tony Pollard. That's their number one guy. Um, so I think eight and a half, a little high. I could see Pollard getting a ton of snaps. I could see him getting a bunch of targets, but um, I think there's some some good value there on under. I think you can get it for like plus 110. There we go. Um, so just want to throw that one in there. Before we get to the things quarterback we live for, props. right? I mean, it's just been so good. I do have I do have mm -hmm. one under quarterback rushing prop. I know that's like sacrilegious right now, but I do think Jalen okay. Hurts under 47 yeah. and a half rushing yards. I kind of lean towards oh, him wow. going under. I know he's basically been a lock so far this season, going over in seven to ten games. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be as easy for him in week eleven here. Uh, Miles Sanders is returning. He's obviously going to be a little bit in the fold. There's going to be a really crowded backfield. So I think we're going to see him. You know, especially mm -hmm. against the Saints defense, uh, potentially need to throw the ball down the field just a little bit more. Going to be a tight scoring game. So I think uh, playing the under, him going under his rushing yards is a spot that I definitely like. But What's his, 47 and a half what's rushing that at? yards. So. Okay, so he has gone 61, 71, 62, 53 <laughs> on the season, 7 and 3 uh, over. Right, 7 to 10. There we go. Props. I'm fading so it this week. Fading, I'm, buying, I'm trying to get him at the high. I think the, I think the defense is going to be you know, focused on slowing him down. So I think he's going to have to give just a little bit more, especially to Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell a little bit. So I just think uh, the attempts might not be here in a really low scoring, kind of ugly matchup. So I, uh, I definitely lean under here. We'll see if that actually works out for me. But I want to get your thoughts on the actual reason why people come here. Quarterback rushing prop overs on, you know, yes. guys that we definitely like. <laughs> All right. Uh, my favorite one is Justin Herbert. Over ten and a half rushing yards. I think it's like minus one twenty. Um, facing the Steelers, the biggest advantage for the Steelers is T.J. Watt, ninety point three PFF grade against Storm Norton, sub fifty PFF grade. Over there on the right side, um, 
Herbert has not been pressured a ton this year. He's been getting rid of the ball quickly. He's been throwing it short. But I expect Pittsburgh here to really force him to make his quick decisions, pull it down, run with the ball. He's an athlete over 10 and a half yards. Should not be a huge challenge for Mr. Herbert. I know you got more than that, though. What is, what's your next favorite run, then? You know, you, get I'm, me involved. I'm you so chance I, do, I do kind of like Baker Mayfield, yeah. although he hasn't necessarily done anything uh, okay. in the rushing game the last, like, what, almost three weeks, basically, since kind of returning from that shoulder injury. Five and a, or six and a half rushing yards mm-hmm. against Detroit. I think he's going to tuck it and run one time at least, and I think he could easily go over this number. So I do like uh, Mayfield's over as well, but I do agree with you. I think Justin Herbert is uh, by far, by far the best option uh, here on Sunday. What else? What, what other ones do you like, though? All right. Um, this one is, uh, this one was one that we have previously gone over with, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, uh, 20 and a half rushing yards here. And there were a couple of weeks where he we said, hey, you go over, you go over, you go over. And he went over. He had a run of five straight games where he hit the over. He's got three straight games with 10 or fewer rushing yards. I think they're really starting to figure out that, you know, being quick with right. the release, getting rid of the ball quickly. They've been doing a lot of play action to get a lot of RPO game to get rid of the ball quickly. So um, I know we don't like unders, but I think under 20 and a half is actually decent value here. I like that one. I'll give you one more over because we have to end on and over here, and that's, that's a fact. Tom Brady, over 0.5 rushing yards. So the biggest worry here is that he starts kneeling the ball. Um, the win or sorry, the loss against Washington was humiliating. I think they try and win by 60 in this game. It's the Giants. Tom Brady hates the Giants. Little rushing uh, touchdown, little sneak, a couple of sneaks over point five rushing He's just got to fall forward. That's all they say, yeah, right? So I, I do like that one. What do you all think? Do. So going back to the well, I know we've talked about Aaron Rodgers a couple times, but over 5.5 rushing yards, do you see that one happening uh, against Minnesota here on Sunday? He's not gonna. He's just gonna be gonna just dicing them the through the air so ben. much. He doesn't even need to move it out of the pocket. He's just gonna need. <laughs> he's gonna just drop back, and and Devontae Adams will have the entire Minnesota Vikings uh, secondary in a pile. I mean, I, but we're yeah, all we're all in on the Packers. This I like. Week, so I actually not. like that synopsis. I honestly <laughs> think you know, Mr. Cool Aaron Rodgers is gonna be back there slinging it, dropping dimes to Devontae Adams, and just not even have a care in the world as. Uh, the Vikings struggled to maintain any sort of pressure against them. So I definitely agree with that one. Any any other last ones, best bets, anything that you got to get off your chest here in week 11 before we lock in some of this action? No, man, go check out uh, pff.com. Check out the best bets uh, tool, which has all the props ranked by the ones with the biggest edge uh, in your favor. I'll, obviously, also the, the betting dashboards and all the great articles, your articles, uh, have been fantastic, Ben. I've been reading them every single week. Um, so if you want more, go to pff.com. And uh, there it is. Yeah, that's my last plug. There enjoy it is. Saturdays so enjoy Sundays, everyone. Baby. Enjoy the games. Get on that PFF forecast Sunday night if you want to lock in the best bets here for Thanksgiving oh, yeah. week twelve. It is about to be upon us. So make sure you guys check out all the great tools at pff.com. Like George said, from Ben Brown, joined by George here. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast. <laughs>